All right, so I will say good morning. Let us let us begin. I want to begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning. Shir, our Tamatora sponsors. Sorry, our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Tishrei. Avram and Shindi Kelman, in memory of their parents, Jack Bennett, in honor of Givanti Brigade First Sergeant Nikolai Rappaport, Dr. Linda Weinberg, in loving memory of her husband of 53 years, Dr. Paul Weinberg, Paris Moshe, Ben Avram David, our week of learning sponsors, our week of learning sponsors, the Rosen and Miller, oh, sorry, the Rosen and Miller families, as a schus for Shalima, for Chaim Yosef Ben Batya, Said and Sima Haken, in honor of Rabbi Richter, Chaim Nachman, Dr. Buck, Maishi Abramson, Gabi Kohn, for graciously volunteering for making the outdoor minion happen for Rosh Hashanah, and the Stanger and Weinberg families, in honor of Dove Stanger's special birthday. We thank all of our sponsors for their generosity. Those who require a refua should have them bekarav, and we shall be zolchet to daven inside together. As uh, as Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants it to be, hopefully bekarav, hopefully bekarav. All right, was with that. Let us let us begin. Let us begin. So today's daf is Yud Beis. Hopefully, again, you did a little bit of homework that I assigned at the end of the year yesterday with just a couple of lines. Let's pick up Emir Hashem at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Beshame Omrim. We'll say now we're going to begin to get into Emir Hashem some of the very interesting halachas concerning Hilchos Yamtiv. See, this actually brings up a fascinating machlokas that says as follows: Beshame holds that you are not permitted to go ahead. Motzia means to do hotza, to go ahead and carry from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashayachid. In Motzia and Lois Hakata, say can carry a child. Lois Halulav or Alulav. Sefer Torah, the Rishos Harabim. Ubeisil Matir, Ubeisil says you're permitted. So we'll say, what's the common denominator over here? All of these items are not Sarche Achila, right? And none of these items are necessary for food consumption. In other words, the Mishnah is operating with a basic premise. And the premise is that anything you need to do for food purposes, of course, will be mutter. Because at the end of the day, that falls under the purview of Ochel Nefesh. But what the Mishnah is highlighting over here is Beishameh holds anything that's not food related, you cannot go ahead and do on Yomtiv. Beisila holds that you are permitted to do so. We'll see what's at the root of that machlokis in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, So it was taught in front of Rabbi Yitzhak Baravdimi as follows. Listen to this case. What happens if one shechts an olas nedava? Now, what's an olas nedava? So remember again, an ola is a carbon that is totally consumed on the mizbeach. A nedava means a voluntary offering. A voluntary offering. So remember again, the anadava, anadava can't really be brought on yamtiv itself. The only types of carbonos that you're permitted to bring on Shabbos and Yomtiv are obligatory offerings. But an Olas Nedava, remember again, doesn't give you any meat because it's an Ola, therefore fully consumed on the Mizbeach, and it's an Adava, it's, therefore it's not obligatory. So if a person goes ahead and shechts an Olas Nedava on Yomtiv, loke, you get Malkus. You get Malkus. So the Gemara says, Amrle, Amrle, do Amrle Chamani, whose opinion does this reflect? It must be, Beishamahi, do Amri, lo Aminon Mitoch Shehut Shrahot Chutra nami shalo l'tzorach. So both said this is very interesting. So here the Gemara gives a very important formulation that there is the concept ultimately again of mitoch. Mitoch means essentially 
that once something is permitted for ochal nefesh purposes, it becomes permitted for non-ochal nefesh purposes as well. We're going to see a little bit differently because we're going to define the actual scope of ochal nefesh. What it means is once something, once a particular act becomes permitted for food preparation activities, it becomes permitted for all activities. So Beishamai must hold that actually it's easier to illustrate it in the positive. Basilo will hold mitoch shehutra litzorach ochal nefesh hutra nami shelo litzorach. Basilo's position is once a particular action becomes permitted for ochal nefesh purposes, it essentially becomes permitted for other non-ochal nefesh purposes as well. But so just before we go on, now you can begin to understand the machlokes in the Mishnah. See, Beishamai says, Beishamai says that halacha lamai, so you're allowed to carry on Yom Div. What can you carry for? What can you carry for? <laughs> food-related purposes, right? But halacha lamai is anything other than food-related purposes you're not allowed to carry for. Beis Hillel will say, mitoh shehutra hotza, letzorach ochal nefesh, once hotza becomes permitted for ochal nefesh purposes, it becomes permitted for non-ochal nefesh purposes as well. So the Gemara says, money, so money, so whose opinion is it that holds that you cannot shecht an olas nedava? So it must be Beishamai. Because what does Beishamai say? Because Beishamai does not subscribe to the concept of mitoch. Di Beisilo, because if it was Beisilo, ha amri, mitoch shehutra nami shalolitzorech. Because Basila holds that once something was permitted for Tzorach Ochal Nefesh, it becomes permitted for non-Ochal Nefesh purposes as well. Now I will say, what I want to point out is something very interesting. We're going to see, I'm going to mention it now only so that there shouldn't be any confusion. Even Basila who holds the concept of Mitoch, which means that once something is permitted for Ochal Nefesh purposes, it becomes permitted even for non-Ochal Nefesh purposes, there still has to be a constructive yumptive purpose to what it is that you're doing. In other words, Basila will not allow you to engage in activities or in malachas just for no purpose. What Basila just says is once something is permitted for Ochal Nefesh purposes, you could do it either, or you could still do it for other non Ochal Nefesh constructive purposes as well. So now let's plug this back in. So therefore, the Gemara says as follows. When we had a statement that said that if you shecht an olas and nedava on yomtiv, you're loke. Which means, again, it is asr to shecht an olas and nedava. So whose opinion is that? The Gemara posits, it must be Beishamai. Because according to Beishilah, we would say that once shechita is permitted for ochal nefesh purposes, then what? Then what? It's permitted for other non-ochal nefesh purposes as well i.e. the shechita of an olas nedava, to which the Gimara says, Hachanami, mitoch shutra shechita letzorech, chutram shlo letzorech, maskev l'rava. So Rava says, one second. Mimai. Mimai debei shame beisil behaplagi. So we'll say, so now, the reason the Gimara brings up this case is, as I mentioned before, this case sheds light on the Mishnah. So therefore, beishamai will say, on Yom Tiv, you can't carry a baby, you can't carry a lulav, and you can't carry a Sefer Torah. Because the heter to carry, the heter to carry is only for food-related purposes. Basilo will say, not true. Once carrying is permitted for food-related purposes, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> for food-related purposes, it becomes permitted for other non-food, but yet constructive permitted purposes as well. To which the Gemara says, Maskifla Rava, this comes on Rava, and Rava asks as follows, Mimai de Beishamai u Who says, 
that Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel are, are arguing on this. Who says that this is the point of contention? Dilma, Be'eruv Vautzah L'Shabbos, Ve'en Eruv Vautzah L'Yamtav Kamiflagi. Maybe I will say what they're arguing about is a much more Yisodistic Machlokis, about whether or not the concept of Eruv and Hotzah apply to Sha- only Shabbos and not Yamtiv, or does it apply to Shabbos and Yamtiv as well? So I will say, let's take a step back. Everyone agrees that the concept of now, remember, when we say Erev and Hotzah, it's the same thing. In other words, if there's a prohibition of Hotzah, a transferring an item from one domain to another, then we have which concept? There which concept applies? Erev. So Rabbi wants to suggest maybe the Machlok is B'Shayim B'Shilal is whether or not the entire concept of Erev and Hotzah applies to Yamtiv at all. Perhaps Erev and Hotzah is only a concept which is applicable by Shabbos, but doesn't apply by Yamtiv. Maybe that's what they're arguing about. Mar Sover, Erev Hotzah L'Shabbos, Erev Hotzah L'Yamtiv. So B'Shamay will hold that Erev and Hotzah apply both by Shabbos and Yamtiv. Umar Sover, Erev Hotzah L'Shabbos, Ve'en Erev Hotzah L'Yamtiv. And the other opinion will say, that this is Basilel, Erev and Hotzah apply for Shabbos, but Erev and Hotzah do not apply for Yamtiv. In other words, maybe this isn't a Machlok is about Mitoch. This is just, Mitoch is just the shorthand way of saying, Mitoch Shehutra L'Tzorech Ochal Nefesh, once something is permitted for Ochal Nefesh purposes, it is permitted for other non-Ochal Nefesh constructive purposes as well. So the Gemara says, maybe that's not the Machlokas. Maybe it's a much, maybe it's a much narrower Machlokas. Namely, does the concept of Hotzah and Erev apply to Yomtiv or not? That's the Machlokas. Beis Shammai says it does. Beis Hillel says it doesn't. So the Gemara says, Now what is this Machlok is based on? See, here's what's interesting. Because the Pasuk says, Now we'll say, Now remember, it's important to understand, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, So we'll say, remember, the, the Pasuk of Hotzah, or the concept of Hotzah, learned that biblically. And the truth is, it appears that, that the concept of Hotzah would apply both by Shabbos and Yom Tiv. The reason why there's a Machlokas is because there's a follow-up Pasuk in Yermio. And what does the Pasuk in Yermio say? Yermio Hanavi says, do not carry a burden or a load from your home on Shabbos. And what do we dash in from this? B'Shabbosin, and based on the Pasuk and the ambiguity of the Biblical Pasuk, we can say that the concept of Hotzah, Tafka applies to Shabbos and does not apply to Yom Tiv. So maybe the Machlokas in the Shem Beisel the Mishnah is not a Machlokas of Mitoch, right? It's, it's not a global Machlokas by Yom Tiv. It's a very narrow Machlokas as to whether or not the concept of Hotzah and Erev apply in Yom Tiv or not. Beis says it does. And ultimately, Basilo says it does not. So, Maskif Rav Yosef Rav Yosef says, if that's true, that the Machlokis and Shaim Basilo is whether or not the concept of Erev and Hotzah apply on Shabbos, why do you have to, if that's the case, if that's the Machlokis, then at the end of the day, why are you illustrating the Machlokis in the case of carrying a baby, a Sefer Torah, or a Lulav? Why not make it simpler? 
Can you carry rocks on Shabbos? I'm sorry, Yantiv. Can you carry rocks on Yantiv? And I both say, this is fascinating. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, Listen to Rashi's idea. Excuse me. He ain't Isser Hotza, ain't Isser Tiltal. We'll say, so remember, in, you know, when, when, in Smichas Chavar, when we learned Hilchos Mukta, there is a three-way machlokas about what the nature of the prohibition of Mukta is. Rashi is of the opinion that the reason that there is a concept of Mukta is because Chazal were concerned that you may come to carry certain things from one Rishos to another. Therefore, they instituted the concept of Mukta. Rashi, therefore, explains, therefore the Gemara explains, if there is no issue of hotza, then what? There is no issue of Mukta. If that's the case, so now remember, we'll say, if that's the case, that the Machlokis Hashem Hilal is not a Machlokis in Mitoch, but it's a Machlokis on whether or not the concept of hotza applies on Yantiv, then why illustrate the Machlokis with a baby, a lulav, and a Sefer Torah? Just illustrate the Machlokis of rocks. Beis Shammai says you can't carry rocks on Yamtiv. Beis Shilo says you can. And then I would realize, oh, what's the Machlokas? Is there an Isser of Hotza on Yamtiv? And finish that Rashi. Lifligi ba'avanim. I ain Isser Hotza, ain Isser Tiltal. If there's no prohibition of Hotza, then there is no prohibition of carrying, of, of moving something. No issue of Mukza. Shilo ne'esar Tiltal, elo mishum Hotza. Because at the end of the day, the Isser Tiltal is only there because, as I will say, again, this is Shitas Rashi in Mukta. Rashi holds that the only reason there's a concept of Mukta is that Chazal did not want me inadvertently carrying things from one domain to another. Pretty incredible. If that's the case, that you're not allowed to carry, according to Rashi, the Isra Mukta is so you don't come to go ahead and what? Carry things from one domain to another. Then the Isra Mukta should devolve on what? Everything. <laughs> Everything. To which, the, to which Rashi says, that's impossible. You can't do that. Obviously, again. So what Chazal did essentially is they put the Isra Mukta on things that are not necessary for Shabbos. Right? The common denominator amongst Mukta items is you can get by on Shabbos without them. So again, just an interesting idea. So the Gemara says, But here's what's interesting. From the fact that the Mishnah does not frame the Machlokes with stones, What do you see from here? You see from here that that the Machlokes is not about Hotzah, but rather again the Machlokes is about Hotzah, namely Mitoch. In other words, we'll say, making a very compelling argument. If the Machlokes was really about does the Isra Hotzah apply on Yom Tev or not. If that really was the Machlokas, then the best way to illustrate that Machlokas is to go ahead and what? Frame it as talking about the movement of stones. The fact that it specifically talks about a baby, a lulav, a sefer Torah, which are all things that are what? Necessary for Yom Tev, necessary for Yom Tev, indicates that the Machlokas Hashem Beisela is not about Hatzah. The Machlokas Hashem Beisela is about what? The concept of mitoch. Beis Shammai does not hold of mitoch. Beis Hillel does hold of mitoch. Va'af Rav Yochanan Savar b'mitoch shuchra otzal atzorech chuchra mishlo otzorech pligi. And even Rav Yochanan agrees that the machlokes Hashem Beis Hillel is not about hotza, but rather the machlokes Hashem Beis Hillel is about is about mitoch. 
The Tani Tanakamid Rabbi Yochanan said this is an interesting case. Hamvashal Gid Hanosha Bechalov Biyamtiv. Listen to this case, Rabbi So you cook a Gid Hanosha, right? The Gid Hanosha is a sciatic nerve. You cook it in milk on Yamtiv and you eat it. Ba'achlo. So I'll say, so what's Talacha? Loke Chamesh. You get five sets of Malkus. I will say, I just want to point out, some Averis are worth it, right? <laughs> this is not. Let's go on record, right? So, sometimes the Taiba is just the Taiba, right? And I know it's wrong, and I know that there's a punishment. Again, what would possess a person to go ahead and, and do this? I just want to point out, you know, I'll say, at least if you, know, if you order a cheeseburger, right, it's, it's two sets of Malkus, right? It's Basa Bechalav and, and Tarfus, right? Gidanosha Bechalav is going to be five sets of Malkus. So why, why five? Watch this. So the Gemara says, here we go. So first of all, you're going to get Malkus for cooking the Gid with Chalav, right? So remember again, the act of making, by the way, this also assumes, you know, there's another sub Malkus, as to whether or not the Gid Hanosh is considered to be Basar or not, right? So obviously we're working under the assumption that Gid is Basar. So set of Malkus number one is, you, you've cooked a Gid. You've cooked a Gid. We'll discuss that in the Right, you cooked a Gid. Number two, Number two, um, now what I want to point out over here, what I want to point out over here is that what the Gemara is saying is the act of cooking, the act of cooking the Gid on Yom Tif is Aser, okay? The Gemara says, you'll get another set of Malkis ultimately again for eating the Gid. Number three, so I'll say, so remember again, the first act, just to be clear, the first time the Gemara said Mavashal is the Gemara saying the act of cooking the Gid on Yomtiv is Aser. That act of cooking is Aser. It's an Aser act of cooking. Right? That's Malchus number one. Malchus number two is you're eating the Gid. Malchus number three is you're cooking Basar B'chalov. Right? And the act of cooking Basar B'chalov, independent of consumption, right? The Torah relates the prohibition of milk and meat three times. One to teach you you're not allowed to make it. You can't cook it. You can't eat it and you can't get benefit from it. Number four, you're going to get another set of Malkus for eating Basar B'chalav. And then again, and you also get Malkus wine for kindling the fire. For kindling the fire. Now, both saying, now what, we are much, what we are most focused on is one in five. Right? Because remember, what was number one? What was number one? You're high for the act of cooking the Gid on Yom Tiv. And number five, Yechayev for kindling a fire for cooking on Yom Tiv. Amrle, so we'll say, watch this, watch this. So remember again, this was, this was taught before Rabbi Yochanan. When Rabbi Yochanan heard this, he said to the person who said it over, Puk Tani Libra, get this out of the base medrash, right? Get this out of the base medrash. And the one nice way of saying, I think you may be incorrect. Why? Havara Ubishal Eina Mishnah. Rabbi Yochanan said, you're only Chayev three things, right? You're Chayev for eating the Gid, you're Chayev for cooking Basar B'chalav, and you're Chayev for eating Basar B'chalav. But you are not going to be Chayev for what? For cooking and kindling. One in five. Why not? So the Gemara says, Because you're not going to be Chayev for kindling and for Bishal. So the Gemara says, now we'll say, why not? Why not? Because Rabbi Yochanan is obviously of the opinion like Basilo, that once what mitok nefesh Once something becomes permitted for ochal nefesh purposes, it becomes it becomes permitted even for non ochal nefesh purposes. So once bishol becomes motor, it's motor for all purposes. Once havara becomes motor, it's motor for all purposes. 
And if you want to say this Bryce is correct, Beishamahi, the Amri Lo Arminami Tok Shahutra Tsorech, Hutra Nami Shalobatsorah. Hakanami, Lo Arminami Tok Shutra Barla Tsorah, Hutra Nami Shalobatsorah. So we'll say, and again, Rabbi Yochanan said, and if you want to, if you want to push and you want to say, no, the Brisa is correct, the Brisa clearly reflects the view of Beishamai, who do not subscribe to the concept of Mitoch, Di Beisilo, because if it reflected the view of Beisilo, Kevan Dabri Mitoch, Shutra Otsar Latzorech, Chutra Nami Mitoch, Shutra Abar Latzorech, Chutra Nami Shalol Latzorech. So I will say, so therefore again, Rabbi Yochanan wanted to suggest that the Brisa was flawed, but if you want to say it's correct, it reflects the rejected view of Beisham. So we'll say, how do we paskin here? We paskin like Beisilo. But we paskin like a little bit of a modified Beisilo. Meaning what? That we, we subscribe to the concept of Mitoch. That once something, once a particular Malacha becomes permitted for the sake of Ochal Nefesh, it becomes permitted for non-Ochal Nefesh constructive purposes as well. But the operative term over here is constructive. The truth is, as we're going to, we're going to, we're not finished with the sugi. We're going to come back to it. We're going to see it's not just constructive. It also has to be normative, normative. So I will say. So for example, we're going to see later on. Are you allowed to burn incense on yamtiv? That's what you like to. So the gemara is going to pass, and the answer to that is no. I. But kindling. Why don't we say mitoch shuhutra havara? Once havara is permitted for ochal nefesh. Is permitted even for not Ochal Nefesh. That's true, as long as it's a constructive, normative need. But if something is not constructive and normative, then Halacha Lamaisa, it is not going to be permitted. So again, we accept Basila, that we subscribe to the concept of Mitoch, but Mitoch doesn't just, so for example, I just want to point out Halacha Lamaisa in this Kidahan Nasha case, we would hold a person liable for Havara, for Havara, and for Bishal. Even though, again, we subscribe to Beisilel's Mitoch, because Mitoch, again, only covers something constructive and normative. So we accept Beisilel, Mitoch Shehutra L'Tzorech Ochal Nefesh, Chutra Nami Shalol L'Tzorech, we accept that premise, but it has to be normative and constructive. Again, we'll fill in, we'll fill in the rest of this construct in coming sugyas. Mishnah. Beishamai Orum Eimo, Lichen Chalamat Arons L'Kohen, Biyomtiv. Interesting case, Moshe. Beishamai says, you cannot go ahead and transport challah. Now, let's remember again, challah refers to the portion of the dough that we separate and we give to the Kohen. So you cannot go ahead and transport challah and matonos. We'll say matonos, Rashi points out to here refers to what? Matonos is hazroa v'halichayim v'hakeva. So the zroa is the foreleg, the lechayim are the, is, the, is the jaw, the jaws, right? And keva and the stomach. These are all these are all the gifts when you when you slaughter an animal. These are the portions you give to a kohen. So Beishamai says, You cannot go ahead and give chala or these gifts to a kohen on yamtiv. Now both say, now why not? Why not? So Rashi points out over here the kulan mishum kezera So now say, we're going to see that there is a rabbinic prohibition of separating out shumas and maestras on yamtiv. Right? And the reason for that is because the act of separating out Shumas and Maestros has the appearance of what? Tikkun mana, like you're fixing something. Now, because you are permitted to shecht, because you are permitted to shecht, therefore, by definition, you could separate out the Kohanic gifts. So I just want to point out over here, and same way, same way, it's the same way that you can go ahead and make a dough, you can also what? Go ahead and separate chala on yamtiv. Right? You could do all of those things. But the over here is, can you take it to the Kohen on Yom Tiv? 
That's going to be the machlokas. That's going to be the issue. So the fact that I, since I'm allowed to make dough, I can separate challah. Since I'm allowed to shecht an animal, I can separate out the matanos. The shayla is, can I take it to the coin on Yom Tiv or not? So Beishamai says, you can't. You can't. Whether you separated them yesterday or whether you separated them today, Beishil says that it's mutter. Amr lahem beishamai. So beishamai says gzer shavah. I'll tell you how I'm right. It's gzer shavah. It's gzer shavah. Chalo umatanos matanos lekohen. Because think about this. Chalo separation of chalo and matanos. Matanos will say refer specifically to the portion separated from a slaughtered animal are a gift to the coin. Uchuma matanos lekohen. Shuma is also a gift to the coin. Keshem shein molichenes atchuma kachin molichenes hamatanos. The same way that on Yom Tiv you can't take truma to the coin. You also what? You also can't take the other matanos to the coin. Amr lahem beisila lo im amartem betruma shenozakai baharamasa tomru b'matanos shezakai baramasan. To which beisila says the comparison is not fair. Why is it not fair? You're not allowed to separate truma on Yom Tiv, but you can separate what chala and matanos. So we'll say so again. What's interesting about this case is what everyone agrees with, right? Pretty much everyone agrees on the basic principles, which are you can't separate truma on Yom Tiv, right? That everybody's agree with. And you can what? What can you separate? Chalo and matanos. And just to understand the logic, the logic in that is very simple. Since I'm allowed to bake bread, I can separate chalo. Since I'm allowed to shecht, I can separate out the matanos. The machlokas is can you take the chala and matanos to a kohen on yamtiv? Beishamai says no. Beishilal says yes. Beishamai says the same way you can't take truma to a kohen on yamtiv, you also can't take chala and matanos. Basilel says it's apples and oranges. You can't take truma to a kohen yamtiv because you're not allowed to separate truma on yamtiv. But chalam atanos, which you can separate on yamtiv, you can transport to the kohen as well. Says the Gemara. So we're assuming over here that the machlok is yesham basilel is whether is, is both in a case where the chalam was separated or the animal was shechted on erev yamtiv or on yamtiv. That in both cases, Beisham Beisilo argue, if you have Chala and you have Matanas on Yamtiv, whether again they were separated on Erev Yamtiv or separated on Yamtiv itself, there is a Machlokis Beishamai and Beisilo about whether or not they can be transported to the Kohen. If that's the case, the Gemara says, Mani Mas Nisin, whose opinion does the Mishnah reflect? Lo Rabbi Yossi, Velo Rabbi Huda, El Achirin. It must reflect the view neither of Rabbi Huda. Or Rabbi Yossi, but rather Rabbi Achirim. We'll say now we're going to go through these. These are three shitos. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yossi, and Achirim have three different ways of framing the machlokets, Beishamai and Beisilos. Here we go. The Sanya, I'm Rabbi Huda. We'll say first wide line, you'd base with Beis. I'm Rabbi Huda, lo nechluku Beishamai and Beisilel. Alam atanos shurme erev yamtiv. Beishamai and Beisilel do not disagree in the following case. That if you separated out matanos, on Erev Yamtiv, and by the way, Matanos means Matanos or Chal on Erev Yamtiv, Shemolichin im Hamatanos, Shehurmu Mehayom, Veshenishchitu Mehayom. Well, it's an interesting case. So, according to Rabbi Huda, he holds that Beisham Beisal agree as follows. If you separate out Chal or Matanos on Erev Yamtiv, Beisham Beisal will agree that Allah Chalamai say you could take them on Yamtiv together with Chal and Matanos, which are separated on Yamtiv. You can bring that all to the coin. Lo nechalka, where's the machlokas? Ela laholicham bifnei atzma. Well, this is fascinating. According to Abihuda, the machlokas Hashem is only in one specific case. 
where you separated out Chala and Matanos on Erev Yamtiv, and you didn't bring them, now can you bring them by themselves on Yamtiv itself? says you can't do it. says you can. And this is how Beishamah arrived at their position. They said as follows: Chalu matanos matanos lekohen. Chala and matanos are a gift to the kohen. No truma matanos lekohen. So is truma. Kishem shem olichen as a truma. Kach in molichen as matanos. The same way that you can't take truma to a kohen on yamtiv, you also can't take the matanos. Amalei Beisila Beisila said no. Loim amarte betruma sheni zakai beharamasa. Truma's difference is Beisila. Why? You're not allowed to separate out truma to begin with. Other matanos, you're permitted to go ahead and separate us. We'll say, so again, Shita's Rabbi Yehuda is quite fascinating. Shita's Rabbi Yehuda is that the Machlokis Vesham Vesilo is in one very specific case, namely, if you separated matanos and chala on Eric, let me work backwards. According to Rabbi Yehuda, Vesham Vesilo agree that what? Anything, Shumas, not Shumas, sorry, matanos, chali separate on Yamtiv, what? Can be taken to the Kohen. And they also agree that if you separate it out, matanos and chala on Erev Yamtiv, and you have additional matanos and chala from Yamtiv, that you could take the ones from Erev Yamtiv together with the ones from Yamtiv and give it to the Kohen. Kohen Chabudu, they only disagree in one specific case. Where you have chala and matanos from Erev Yamtiv, no chala and matanos on Yamtiv, can you take those chala and matanos from Erev Yamtiv and bring them to the Kohen by themselves on Yamtiv itself? Beishamai says no. Beisilol says yes. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Am Rabbi Yosi no. Lo nechleku Beishamai Beisilol amatano shemalichin. Lo nechleku el alatshuma. Both say watch this. Rabbi Yosi says in fact Beishamai Beisilol agree that alach alamaisa you could always take matanos right. So matanos also means you could take chala. You could take matanos to the coin on Yom Tiv. That's not a problem. What's the machlokes? Truma. Shabbat says you can't take truma to the coin on Yamtiv. says you're allowed to. The And how did Beisila arrive at their conclusion? They said as follows. So matanos are a gift to the coin. and truma is also matana to the coin. The same way that everyone agrees that you could take matanos, kach molichin esat truma, so too you're permitted to take truma to the coin on Yamtiv. Amrulim Beisham Beisham says, no, lo imamartim imatanos shazakai baramason, tomru betruma shen zakai baramason, to which Beisham says, it's totally different. Matanos, you're allowed to separate on Yamtiv. Truma, you're not allowed to separate. So, both things, this is fascinating. In Rabbi Yossi's version of the Machlokas, they agree that what? Matanos are never a problem. You can always take matanos to the coin on Yamtiv. What's the machlokes? Truma. Truma. Now, we'll say that to be clear, this is truma you separated before Yamtiv. Right? Truma you separated before Yamtiv because you can't separate truma on Yamtiv itself. Can you take truma to the coin? Basil will say yes. Beishamai will say no. Third version of the machlokes. Achirim omrim. Here we go, we'll say. The achirim say as follows. So Achim say no, 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 no. Everyone agrees that you can't take truma to the coin on Yamtiv. Everyone agrees. What's the machlokes? The machlokes is about matanos. Here we go. Beishamah says you can't take matanos to the coin on Yamtiv. 
Ubeisila Omri Molichin, and Beisila says you're allowed to. Lema, so the Gemara Sabal says, so therefore again, it would appear that whose opinion does our Mishnah reflect? The opinion of the Achirim. Because when you look at our Mishnah, right, when you look at our Mishnah, our Mishnah seems to indicate that the Machlokis, Beisham, Beisila is Dathkin what? Matanos, and not in Truma. It sounds like everyone agrees that Halachala Maisa. Truma, you can't take on Yamtiv. In other words, you can't take to the coin on Yamtiv. Everyone agrees, of course, you can't separate it. Can't take to the coin on Yamtiv. But again, the Machlokis in Hashem Basila ultimately again is about Matanos. So, Loima Achirimi, Velo Rabbi Huda. Our Mishnah must reflect the view of the Achirim, not Rabbi Huda. Amarava, Mikatani, Shohormu Mehayom, Vishenishchitu Mehayom, Shohormu Katani. So, the truth is, so here's the issue. Interestingly enough, it doesn't say that the Matanos ultimately again were separated today. It just says ultimately what? They were separated. And in reality, we could even be talking about what? Matanos which were separated. Perhaps it could be Rabbi Huda, therefore not the Acherim. The truth is, you can even reflect the view of the Acherim. And we're talking, therefore, about carbon, uh, animals which were slaughtered yesterday. And I both say the Machlogis in Rabbi Huda, sorry, between Beishan and Beisel, could be about the taking of Matanos to a coin from a carbon which was, which was shechted yesterday. In other words, it could very well be that they agree that if the animal is shechted on Yom Tiv, or the Chal is separated on Yom Tiv, that's what? That Allah you can take that to the coin. And maybe the Machlok is only in a very specific case where Allah Maisa, the animal was shechted, or what? Or the Chal was separated yesterday. In that case, can you take it to the coin? Ihachi, Hain Rabbi Yehuda. If that's the case, aren't the Achira and Rabbi Yehuda essentially saying the same thing? Ika benayhu tfeila. We'll say ultimately again the nafkamina between the achirim and Rabbi Huda would be tefillah. We'll say what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. It's, oh, it's right across in Rashi. Tefillah. Watch this. Rabbi Huda matir letapel ulaholich shal emesh im shalayom. So we'll say, listen to this. In the sheet of Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda is like this: that Beisilal who allows you to go ahead and take the matonos, right, and to take the chala that was separated on Yom Tiv, would allow you to also bundle in that what. Anything that was separated the day before, right? That's what it means, letapel. That's how it means to add on. So in Shita Shabi Huda, Beisilal, who allows you to take Chala and Matanos that were separated on Yom Tiv, would also allow you to bundle Chala and Matanos which were separated the day before. But ultimately, again, the Achirim would hold that even bundling is something that Beishamai would have a problem with. Perhaps our Mishnah is not talking about bundling at all. Good. Good. So let's just do one more line, then we'll stop. We'll let them uh, dive in here. So ultimately, again, Rabbi Huda's name is Shmuel, that the halacha follows Rabbi Yossi. Namely, what Rabbi Yossi said, remember what did Rabbi Yossi say? Then Allah still do not argue on Matanos. Right? Namely, Matanos can be taken to the coin on Yamtiv. And the logic behind that is what? Since it can be separated on Yamtiv, therefore what? Therefore what? It can be taken on Yamtiv as well. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Rav Tuvi Rav Nechemya. So okay, we'll say no, we'll stop, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up again. We'll finish up the Allah Khalamais with the Sugir Rabbi But understand, again, I wanted just to read that line because that seems to we'll see if that is indeed the Allah Khalamaisa. 
but understand that what we have over here is a machlokis Hashem is on the Mishnah and a three-way machlokis about how to interpret that particular machlokis. Ta'aloch ha'lamaysa, resolution emir Hashem tomorrow. Shkayach ha'bosei. Bloopers, <laughs> <laughs> the sheer outtakes.